0: Lance Bachman here, LB Capital, sitting here with John Duffin. I'm excited to be on the show. Let's effing grow. It's Duffin time. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the Your Message Received podcast. And now, taking your message to the finish line, your host, John Duffin. Hey, folks. John Duffin here with Duffin Media. Welcome back to another episode of Your Message Received. Your message received is the place, the platform, the home to help you find your best, your most true, authentic business voice. Get what you want, find what you need, improve your results, make billions of dollars, find a person in your dreams. I can't promise those last two, but we're working on all that stuff. And you'll keep finding us. Thank you for finding us on everywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart. We're just glad to be back. And today is officially first in-person podcast interview I've ever done so there's a lot of first year and a lot of really good things that I get to do and I get to introduce somebody who I have been a really big fan of for a f- several years now and have never actually met but I get to use the space I get to hear from him successful author of all in Successful speaker, turned around a ton of companies, and now is helping other people to turn around and enter and exit their own, Lance Bachman. Thanks for having me, and welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for asking me to be on. I'm a big fan of yours. I watch your Thank podcast. You. I've watched what you've done. It's been exciting, so thanks for having me. Hey,
1: It's just one of these things where, like I said, I feel like you've got such a fun story to tell, and I, as I've learned that it hasn't always been easy, but you make it fun, and that's one of the... Cool- things that, that I find, whether it's, it's your own personality or the culture that you've provided with other people, it, it, it's just been great. And you're a Northeast Philly person, which I didn't realize either. Yeah, from um, Northeast
0: Philly in Bucks County. I went to Council Rock for high school in Northeast Philly when I was younger. Yeah.
1: I'm a Holy Ghost prep guy. So I always remember when it was time to play Council Rock in basketball, I got intimidated. Now I didn't play. I was just a fan. But I remember being intimidated because Council Rock was big. And we had 100 students, and I felt like you guys had, like, a everybody at least I've seen uh, yeah. in like Council Rock.
0: When, when I was there, yeah. our graduating classes were 1,000, 950, 1,100, 1,200. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great – listen, Council Rock opened. The only thing I'll say about Council Rock mm-hmm. is this. It let me – I never knew what money was until I went to Council Rock. And oh, I okay. sat there, and I opened my eyes. That That's probably 50% of the reason why mm-hmm. I said – Fuck this. I'm not going to be uh, <laughs> poor. I'm not going to be... like uh, You see guys and girls that have money, drive mm-hmm. a nice car, and you know you got holes in the bottom of your shoes. You can't <laughs> afford... Food. I'm like, this is... It's, it, but no, I have nothing bad to say because I met <laughs> some great people at Council <laughs> Rock. Yep. Uh, my coach, Andy Sanko, Bettison, <laughs> Mr. Howland, Yates, like Applegate. like I had great... Len and Mr. <laughs> Freeman. like I had some of the best <laughs> influence of men at Council Rock, believe it or not. I that.
1: love... I, of those records, and, and I want to get to, it's Coach Sanko, right? He's the wrestling coach? Coach Sanko
0: was my coach at the time. Big impact on my life. Good guy. Mm-hmm. Um Bettison, Vince, good guy. I mean, I can't, I mean, listen, I was a young punk kid, mm-hmm. and they took me in and tried to help me
1: out. So, growing up, knowing the backstory, a lot of people already know this backstory. but for those few that don't, you grew up in a big family.
0: One of 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, what got was it like? we were poor i mean listen mm-hmm. we were in out of foster homes group homes locked up juvenile detention centers police alcoholic parents abuse physical abuse constant mental mm-hmm. abuse um you know i mean listen i say this to anyone what happened to me as a child today people my parents would be away for life in jail okay they'd, they'd be doing life um mm-hmm. and so the people around them supporting them back then things were different i, I just think and uh you know, listen, I I defend my mom for one reason, even though I don't talk to my mom. Right. Is She never left. I mean, she did leave, but it wasn't so easy. She kept coming back. She kept mm-hmm. trying to come get us. Listen, it's not easy when you have 14 kids. And once you're in the system, the system is so broken. They don't help you. They want you in the system. Mm-hmm. That is people's paychecks. The system is a business. It is not to rehabilitate. It is to captivate and keep you in there. And people do not understand that majority of prisons are privately held. These foster care parents get paid from it. I mean, there is no goodwill in what the majority of these people are doing. It's actually all a business. The judges, the probation officers, I'd say to all of them, politicians are all Mm -hmm. in bed together. I mean, think about this. All those prison guards vote. All those nurses vote. All Mm -hmm. the wardens vote. You're creating big government, big jobs. We have the highest incarceration rate of any country in the world by almost three times now per capita. I mean, it's just... What CEO wants an empty bed?
1: Nobody. None. So
0: for me, Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, back to my childhood, like, I don't blame my mom. I don't, I'm glad I went through what I went through. Mm -hmm. I don't ever look at myself, and I've never once felt sorry for myself. I'd rather die than feel sorry for myself.
1: How'd you get out of the cycle for you?
0: You know, no one does it by themselves. I say Mm -hmm. it
1: to everyone. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I guess, you know, as bad as my family was in a lot of ways and still is in a lot of ways, okay. right? Like, just some of them are still bad people. Some okay. of my own brothers I don't talk to still today. They, they try to destroy me. I mean, listen, two of my brothers got together a few years ago. I got successful and started writing letters to everyone in the community about me. And my mug shop when I was younger and locked up. And Oh, okay. oh yeah, my brother friend Adam, they decided mm-hmm. to do that and say, listen, we're going to try and destroy him and take him down because they got jealous of the success, right? um but everybody knew my story but the best part was they were locked up with me for half this shit in the letters that's why i'm like damn man like yo you're trying to destroy me you were with me come on i mean we were known for fist fighting right Right. we were known for it you know then they put in there you know the thing about having threesomes with girls and okay listen i I like to live
1: so in 2023 that doesn't sound awful uh hey, you know what i mean listen, in term, it's like it doesn't they sound said it like to job, my wife
0: right. to coaches to teachers to everyone my wife's like
1: i know why i'm married not enough like, dudes in that story sorry but that's just me man yeah um, that's just my deal well, but like I said not gonna profus-
0: be dudes in my story john i can <laughs> promise you that there won't be dudes in this story you, you, you can have <laughs> them right. all that-
1: hey Listen, one more example of what a generous guy you are. Yeah.
2: <laughs> talk so to like, me
1: about Coach Sanko. It, I, I know that, that he was really influential. What drew you to wrestling? What drew you to him? What was it? Listen, there was
0: another guy, Regan Mahoney, that drew me to wrestling. Cool. Uh, my best friend, Seth Dunn. Right. Uh, his dad, Jack Dunn, great guy. Like a, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, Jack Dunn, you know, you talk about a good man and Mr. Ortman. Mm-hmm. Uh, these right. two men watched me get locked up when I was younger, get in mm-hmm. trouble, and why the rest of the community went away from my family. These two men embraced my family.
2: Okay.
1: Like,
0: they, let, they would come let me and my brothers in their home. still. Mm-hmm. They would let us sleep over. You know, their kids could sleep at our house. So they never once said, Lance is a bad kid. He got locked up. He got right. in trouble again. Mm-hmm. The police. Never once. And never once did they ever make me feel that way. And I'm sure their wives, and, I'm, and I love both their wives, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, they've been great to me, weren't happy their sons were hanging out with a kid like me. Okay. And they're still two great friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Seth Dunn, obviously, still my best friend to today. Um, but you know, Sanko, Bettison, mm-hmm. um, why I love wrestling so much, I think it teaches you life lessons. I tell my sons this all the time mm-hmm. there's no money in wrestling. There's no money in wrestling. Um, you look at the best wrestlers in the world, and I'm worth 10 times them. I got you. Right. Now, I'm not being disrespectful. And, <laughs> right, right, right. But when, but when they're in the wrestling community, they, like, everyone goes to them like they're the Michael Jordans mm-hmm. and the Larry Birds. Sure. I and, and that's great, mm-hmm. but wrestling isn't that important to me. Right, even though it's right. a big piece of my life, it's the life skills of overcoming adversity, right. knowing how to fail, being mm-hmm. able to deal with your emotions. You know, get the great—I truly believe once you wrestle, the rest of life becomes easier. Okay, I just really believe that mm-hmm. with all my heart. So that's why my sons wrestle. And being if my sons are going to do something, I want them to be good at it. They don't have to be the best. I talk to my sons about this all the time. I coach them football. We lost mm-hmm. our flag football game to my buddy Digital Daddy the other night. It was actually Monday night. We lost to Digital Daddy, right? Mm-hmm. And I coach with him, right? And he's yelling, digital daddy. He's joking. He's laughing. And my son's losing, right? And I'm like, buddy, this is a flag football game. Like, it's adversity. We're here to make leaders, mm-hmm. right? Make sense? Right. He's joking. I'm joking. I could have mm-hmm. joked with him with him losing, and he would not have got that upset. We right. both want to win because we're competitive yeah. people. Mm-hmm. But we both understand there's failures mm-hmm. through it. So I think when you understand, I'm trying to make leaders out of my sons. Gotcha. More than any football player, more than any wrestler. I think if you lead mm-hmm. and you become a leader, the rest falls into place. Look at the best organizations, the best athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. The leaders of those organizations make more money than their best athletes. Always, always, right? So, people, some people look mm-hmm. at things and say, "I want my kid to be a mm-hmm. the best wrestler in the world." I've never asked that of my sons. I ask for your mm-hmm. best effort, but what I do ask you to be is be the best leader
1: you can be every day. Curious about in terms of the fatherhood part. So you've got your son Andrew. My uh, son
0: Andrew, I found out about him ten years ago, eleven years ago. His mother told me on Facebook.
1: Didn't know that. Yeah. So that will then lead to my next question, which is fatherhood of someone who is an adult that you were introduced to ten years ago must be substantially different than being a father to young kids. And I'm wondering, are there parallels? Like, in, I mean, you're, you're pretty much coaching one or just getting to know one. And, and then you've got your young kids. What's, it, what's the difference like in well, terms I mean, of being a dad in, in, in on both of those?
0: Listen, like I tell Andrew this, right. and no matter how he feels, mm-hmm. I love my son yep.
1: with all my heart. Yep.
0: He's my first son, mm-hmm. and no one will ever take that from him. I know at times he doesn't feel like he's my first son, because I didn't get to hold him when he was a baby. I right. didn't get to he struggles with it, right? like any natural mm-hmm. human being would. Mm-hmm. He looks at LJ as my first son, right mm-hmm. A lot of people do right. No one's ever going to take away from me that Andrew's my first mm-hmm. son. I never asked his mom why. I'll never ask his mom why. Mm-hmm. His mom delivered me a beautiful, healthy, 21-year-old son. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's all I can ask for. Doesn't matter why. I have no ill will towards his mother. I love his mother. She sleeps at my house. She comes to my house. Mm-hmm. I wish my son would feel the same way. Um, you know, is it different? Sure, it's different. I love my son, Andrew. I want what's best for my son, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you don't have those first 21 years to make an impression, you know, you said something here earlier today. I'm sure you'll bring it up. You know, I thought, Lance, you might have grew up rich and things were exactly. easy for you. Easy. Well, Andrew came into my life as mm-hmm. I was already having a black card. I was already a millionaire. Makes sense. Like, so he only sees it being easy. Mm -hmm. He still, you know, he'll tell you, I still work 15 hours a day. He'll tell you that. He'll tell you I work for the time. Oh, we're going
1: to get to that from three days ago. I mean, he'll (laughs) tell
0: you those things, you know, but is it different? Yes. Mm -hmm. I love my three sons. I love Andrew. I love them all the same. Mm -hmm. They're all in my will equally the same. There's Mm -hmm. no difference of distribution among my four sons. I love his mother. I'm blessed, and I thank God every day that his mother told me about him because I could mm-hmm. not imagine him not in my life. So I thank God. People are like, aren't you mad at her? Or, no, because you don't know the burden she had to carry knowing I was the father of her kid. And know what? you know what? Not to stick up and say she's right, but I wasn't the best kid. Maybe I wasn't the best role model for her okay. in her eyes. There's a lot of whys mm-hmm. that don't matter, right? right. We're here now. Mm-hmm. I love you. Let's move on. His mother's a great mother, and I'm proud to have her as my mother, my kid. And I can't say a bad word about her, nor why.
1: I. Even I, I, just noticed even from like the photos and stuff. I see Andrew and everything. I think it's great. Like like to me, it, it, it's just my curiosity it was more. How do you speak to? a kid that's not a kid, as opposed to, like, little kids. Like, are you instilling the same messages? I do, do you, but you know does I mean? he
0: listen? I don't know.
1: Right. You know,
0: and, and, and that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he does, right? right. So I'll be right. honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I. You know, everyone I'm around, all these successful people say to Andrew, mm-hmm. you got a father like this, you know. He said mm-hmm. something to me one day. He goes, well, you know how we are. We're Bachmans. We're stubborn. I'm like, that's the fucking dumbest thing I heard. <laughs> the Bachman name, you know, was destroyed by a, a heritage of people – that didn't have any leadership skills. Right. Right. And just let shit happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's the truth. They just yeah. that that's what destroyed the Bachman name when we we're younger. The Bachman name under me mm-hmm. is an amazing one, a good mm-hmm. one. I'm proud of. I wear it on my back everywhere I go. And we can get there a hundred times faster. If you lose that bullshit, I wanna be this type of tough Bachman mm-hmm. and say, you know what, let me eat my ego. Let's build something great together and do something awesome together. And and, and then the whole self made thing that everyone wants mm-hmm. to tell my sons, and other, all my sons are going to have to hear it. your dad's self made, you don't know what your dad came through. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. I don't right. want none of my sons to be self made. Right. Any father should not want their son. Mm-hmm. When I meet a, a father, right, a guy says to me, I'm not going to leave my sons anything or take care of my sons, I start laughing. I'm like, Your mom and dad helped you to get where you are. I didn't have that fucking privilege. Mm-hmm. I'll be damned if I'm not setting my kids up. Right. Are. <laughs>
1: It just makes me happy to hear that. It just does, that That generous spirit. One of the things that, that I, one of the reasons why I really did want to meet you is based on mm-hmm. how freely you give things away um, in terms of information, insight, it, it, even on social media, which is honestly, that's all I've known you from, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, or reading, the, reading all in, you know what I mean? It's like, but it always felt generous. Lance, did you, where did you pick up the leadership skills? Were you born with it? Did people instill it in you? You're saying the Bachman name was and the Bachman name is. Where did you get them?
0: You know, I, I I, don't think anyone's born a leader. I think people were born with some leadership qualities. Okay, right. right. Um, I think people harness their skills. I think I'm a sponge. I always say monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. I looked at what I wanted to be. And I said, I just started watching Dave Goggers of the world, Charles Stubbs, the CEO of YellowPages.com, Neil Salvage, Danny Deal, Randall Randall Stevenson, Bill Cormier. Bill Cormier was a huge impact on my life about leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll never forget, you know, my family all had all this craziness around them all the time growing up. Always crazy shit, always crazy shit. And one day we're down in Florida when I started my company, and Bill Cormier goes, Who's the crazier one? The crazy people doing all the crazy shit around you or the crazy person that deals with it all? I'll never forget that quote, and that's what makes Mm -hmm. it so easy to cut people off out of my life because as soon as you come to me with some type of craziness that distracts me from my mission, Mm -hmm. you're out. Gotcha, you're out, you know. But I think leaders are trained, Um, I think it evolves. I think leaders make mistakes. I still make mistakes, I mean, all the time, you know. Um, I'm just get the privilege of being named. I mean, I use George Washington's example. If you look up how many battles he won versus lost, I think it was a tie, I think he had. Four ties in battle, six wins, six losses, and he won the final battle to win the war. So he's a winner. That's, no, no, that's true leadership. <laughs> that, right. Like you know that, that how to means. deal with failure mm-hmm. and, yeah. and you know how to deal with things. You know, i said to my son, he's a quarterback, and, mm-hmm. you know, he threw a bunch of picks. It's okay. not against Digital Daddy's game. Right. He's like, I suck, this and that. Mm. And I started laughing, and I said, yo, my man, listen, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is. Mm-hmm. You've been a leader since you were born. We talk about leadership. That is one game of success. And so this morning, early this morning, I showed him uh, the guy that plays for the Bucks. I forget his name. How they asked him, do you consider this year a failure? And he goes off on the report. Oh, saying, Milwaukee
1: Bucks. Giannis, uh, right. And, and it was I never the, say his last name properly. Uh, it yeah, it yeah, was yeah. one
0: of the greatest speeches yep. i ever heard an athlete yep. give. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, well, every kid right. has to watch this. And I made my sons yep.
1: all watch, all three of them today. He referenced Michael Jordan. You're correct. It, right? and,
0: and, it and it was it. like the best speech. <laughs> like, yep. you don't win all the time. No. And... So, I think leadership is, and you gotta work, and you gotta wanna be a leader. You know, mm-hmm. I, I take a lot of pride in what I've become. I'm very proud of who I'm. I'm a very proud man. Like, I have no problem saying that to anyone. I'm, you know, I went from being the lowest self esteem kid in school to mm-hmm. probably the most confident man I know.
1: Yeah, right? And, and, that's...
0: and I shot by everyone I graduated with, and that's okay, and I'm gonna keep going. And they're gonna, and people are like, oh, you got a chip on your shoulder, you got a chip. Maybe I do, I don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> Lance, it couldn't have just been one thing. I mean, I, I know about the arc at at and and running up to be the youngest vice president and, and all this sort of thing. But what I was going to ask you was, do you know when the shift changed in you? Yeah, was it a, a defining moment or a series of things where you're like, wait a minute, I am you know the cocky part and all that stuff, which is great. I am a leader. I need to be doing this. Do you remember? Or did I think, it just evolve? I, think,
0: I think it evolved. I think one of the defining moments for me is when I got out of jail when I was about 19 years old. Okay. I had nowhere to go. Which right? you uh, Bucks County. I was up in Bucks County. Okay. Got into a fist fight with my two brothers. There okay. you go, right? Right. I got put away. Okay. Um, and when I was getting out, you know, at that time, uh, I think my mom moved out. No one would, no one was taking me and my sister Janine said, Come live with me. Okay. So, right, you have right. to get out. And I was sleeping on her couch and our two daughters, uh, Jackie and Brittany, beautiful girls. Um, and we were living in an apartment in Doolestown. And I was like, Man. My sister would do anything for you. My sister, when you talk about someone that does not care about money, just a happy person, my sister's need, like, if okay. the world could be her, the world would be a beautiful place. Gotcha. Um, and that was like the chain point when I started taking care of her daughters and I started coaching them in soccer and being around them. And they're still probably, you know, I love them, you know, not more than anyone else. My niece and nephews, I love all my nieces and nephews. But
2: yeah.
0: then you're like, okay, what am I doing here? Like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, well, The one thing I say about my older brothers is as much as they got in trouble, they always try to get us younger brothers not to get in trouble, not to follow them. Mm-hmm. But you only see that stuff, so you become that stuff. telling me not to drink, but you drink, I am want to drink, right? Like, right. it's just – so, I mean, it, they, they were the changes that – and it just kind of evolved, and I got a job at a locksmith, and then Donnelly directory guy named Jeff Cartwright gave me my job there, and yep. it was lights out after that. That's, once I yeah. realized I could make money, mm-hmm. and I, listen, I could never sell something I don't believe in, The phone book is the most powerful tool I ever saw in advertising in my life. That's right? And, like, it didn't take me long to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Like, once I started seeing people saying, I want, like, the power of the phone book, how many times the phones rang, and people, like, were so afraid to get pulled out of the phone book, it was the easiest sell I ever had.
1: Lance, so I was on the television side. I sold Mm -hmm. ad sales in television, a little bit of radio, but mostly television. I can't tell you, you never won a conversation, ever. If it was against yellow pages or phone book ever, they're like, no, I don't care. No, that money ain't coming out. Yeah, the phone That good. ain't coming out. Project. And so you just realize, don't fight that fight. No <laughs> Eventually you just got smart and you race up the ladder. I'm curious though, where did you find the guts to start one SEO? I had nothing to lose. Like, uh-huh. what, what, like, there was a couple of parts of the guts thing for me.
0: Like, what, like, what, like, for me, it's mm-hmm. like, w- what, what is, like what's like, it to lose? Like, to start your own business, mm-hmm. to have a vision, and say, I'm going to go build something. I already built yellowpages.com for right. them from the ground up. Yep. Right. So I had a ton of experience. I knew what I was doing. 159 million, 900 people worked for me. You know, the best part is nobody wanted to come on that journey with me except for Dave DePowell and Jackie Eldridge. they are only two people that believed in me. Like my own sister, of the
1: 159 people, just now
0: There was 900 that worked for me. 900, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, And, you know, Jackie Eldridge and literally Dave DePauw were the only two people that <laughs> said, fuck it, we'll go with you. And my sister Lynn at the time, who I recruited to just... Oh, you're going to say, right? I said, just answer the, the phone and just manage the books, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'll never forget, Yellow Book wanted me to come to them and they wanted me to sign a three-year agreement with them. It was a multi-million dollar deal. Why didn't you? Because I didn't need the money. Money, money, money is irrelevant. Money is just Mm -hmm. a a, money buys you options. People like Lance, where you're multimillionaires, Jesus say that. No, even when I had no money, I was happy. Some of the happiest times in my life is when I was the poorest. Believe it or not. Okay. Like when I was bouncing at Harbor Lights, Mm -hmm. best time of my life. I was making 150 bucks a night, (laughs) and I had no responsibility, no stress. I was shredded. I looked like I walked out of a magazine. Right. And life was good. And, you know, you still do, but that's I don't know about okay, that, okay, brother. fine
2: And, um, you know,
0: fine. it's it's so that's why I try and tell people like mm-hmm. it's not about the money. It's about winning. If you win and you serve and you treat people good, you're going to make money as long as you're doing those things. If you go chasing money, I think it's very hard to make money. You might make money quick, but you're going to burn out. I've always <laughs> say this to people. Look at these people. They rise real fast. They cash real fast. They crash real fast. Yep. I've been doing this for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I've had my hiccups, but I've never crashed.
1: You took a, a second risk, at least how I see it, with one SEO. And but the what's other, the risk? Here was the other one to me. So you went strictly digital, right? Of course. Yeah, well, see, and you say, of course. So, again, I come from a, like, not a conservative mindset, television so dug their heels. It was so brilliant what you did. John, I'm going to tell you this right now. were lazy and, and so judgmental about the digital part in 2009. I'm going
0: to tell you why, because you didn't understand it. Oh, 100%. No one, still today, people don't understand it. When yep. people, I speak at conferences, people are like, I do radio, I do direct mail. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, I have nothing to fucking sell you. I don't own one SEO, so I don't care where you put your budget. <laughs> like I say it to everyone, like, you do what you want with your fucking money, because I don't own it. I don't care. Right? But the first thing I do with every business, tell them, right. Sean, advertise on Google. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. Then I advertise on Facebook, everything else is gravy after that. I gotcha. I'm probably gonna do local billboards. Mm-hmm. I tested radio right now. Mm-hmm. I won't do television. I'm gonna tell you why a lot of people will. Because I can get the same content to the direct market I want on Facebook and Instagram without one tenth of the cost and be guaranteed that people at least see my content. <laughs> And they gotta scroll through it instead of television. I'm hoping you're watching television. You're not fast forwarding the commercials, and there's so and radio. You know, we just tried radio. I'll be the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think each one of my companies are spending, strong to correct the wrong, upwards of ten to twelve thousand a month every four weeks. And we don't see, and we've been on it. And I and I give it time. We've been on it for six months now. And I'll let it run another six months. Mm -hmm.
1: And you may never see it. That's why I'm laughing. It's like, we really believed it. We really believed it. And it was so antiquated. Just stepping on. The risk was to have the guts to be that certain. And that's the part that where I don't think, like, you get a lot of credit for a lot of things. And I think one of the things is that you took a really, because everyone else, we, we were wrong. Everybody was wrong in that regards, too. You nailed it, you saw it, you understood it, and most importantly, you acted on
0: it. When I told everyone I was gonna sell one SEO. Right.
1: Right. Right, and I right.
0: So I went to Joel and CJ and yep. said, Listen, I'm gonna sell one SEO to a private equity firm. I said, mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave. They said, Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I was very transparent. I said, I'm gonna go into the roofing painting industry mm-hmm. heavily. I said, We've been in this roofing and in- painting industry now for about a year at the time. I've seen they call them vendors. I like to call them partners. But i seen the vendors disrespect these people. There's no business acumen from the majority of them. There's no real partnership between them all. And I, saw, I see the opportunity, and people think I'm nuts, to sell. You saw the size of that agency, 150 yeah. people up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't need the money for the journey I'm taking right now. No. It's not about the money. It's about the fucking mission. I'm going to impact that space and show people you can become a multimillionaire that you that you deserve the respect. You're not a contractor. You're a company. You employ people. You pay health insurance. You give the pledge. You do the right things. Stop listening to all these people to try and put you down with these words, because words matter. How you articulate yourself and the things you say to someone will put mental low self-esteem to them. So everyone thought I was crazy. And look, I didn't. I still own a technology company. I still invested in one SEO. I just sold my first roofing company already in less than 15 months for mid-A figures. My partner never has to work again. He's ecstatic. And the bottom line is, it's time to change. It's I'm, uh, The vision changes, I tell everyone. The mission changes and the vision changes sometimes. For me, I love One SEO. Mm-hmm. It's a great company. I believe it's the best digital marketing company in mm-hmm. the country still. I'm not here to sell you because I don't own it, right? But two, it my mission's changed. I know where I'm going. I still own HVAC companies and people are like, why are you so passionate about HVAC? I'm like, Dave Geiger, Gang Kildrich, Wyatt. These guys already were the trailblazers to help that industry
1: out. I got no value added to that
0: industry. I can help these industries.
1: You got jacked up. I watched you get jacked up when you were carrying the message in regards to the and being taken advantage of. Absolutely. You literally, I could see your jaw clench. Absolutely. You put up a post literally 48 hours ago, maybe yesterday, no more than a couple days ago, where you were talking to, you only only heard the voice. It was you, and you had, it's more than passion. It was like you were, like, actually getting agitated. They don't own They don't care about you. They don't. So. They don't. Why that service industry? What is it that gets you that fired up? Because More than the revenue it's potential. Lay- it ain't just the money here. I don't need the money. That's it. That's what I'm saying. So it's something <laughs> it that's it, got you that jacked up. What is it?
0: I feel like these, they want to call themselves partners. Yeah, It's a one-way partnership. I feel like it's been that way for years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's time for a change. Okay. Right? right. And... Sometimes you gotta let a motherfucker know mm-hmm. you bullied people too long. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm gonna be very transparent with you. Some roofers and painting companies have not helped themselves because they don't put systems in place, they don't put processes in place, they don't have leadership in place, they don't mm-hmm. manage their P&Ls correctly, they don't pay their they don't pay their partners on time. Right. Right. So that all makes for friction inside your organization. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna teach you how for free, right. for free, mm-hmm. how to have a frictionless environment. Mm-hmm. Right. When there's friction, it's hard to make money. When it's frictionless, it's real easy to make money. And my mission is to take guys like Lance Bachman, Mm -hmm. guys that had low self-esteem. I love people in recovery. I love people that have been locked up. I love people that have (laughs) faced adversity. I love people that have had challenges in life because they're the ones that if we can help elevate more of them, they're going to be the ones that play it forward. I'm not saying anything bad about the kid that goes to Ivy League school Mm -hmm. or the kid that's born on third base. I'm sure they have their own challenges, but they're not going to be the ones that play it forward. I believe, I sincerely mean it. I'm about changing people's lives for the better. I'm here to serve because I believe if you serve, you win. You don't have to lose for me to win. We both can win. And that's been my message to every one of these partners, from all the way from the top to the bottom.
1: I was almost getting choked up when I watched you get like that. It was, it was just really like impressive to see because you've become like a champion. I love when you said you saluted your brother, who got a couple of years of recovery. Hundred percent.
0: Why wouldn't I? I'm gonna be proud of him.
1: I'm grateful. To say I've got 22 plus years, and so it's my like, I, um I think of the stuff I asked. What, to what, jail. what is that
0: a shame? Why is that a shame that someone like I, I love when people say about recovery or right. this or that, like mm-hmm. oh man, I saw that post. Why shouldn't I be proud of my brother? Oh, I love my brother. brother's a great man. He loves del- he loves his nephews. He's a good man. Mm-hmm. But know what happens? People that do alcohol and drugs, yeah. it changes their behaviors. They make mistakes. They get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet you the people in prison today. Oh, sure. 90%. I'm going to say 90. I'm going to say 80% were higher on drugs at the time they caused them to get arrested.
1: I did 15 weekends, which was certainly not Bucks County. That's why I asked you where. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, they used to have, it was the... It was the Philadelphia Police Department, but it was the Kensington Y somewhere in New York, right? So I did 15 weekends there, and I can remember that sense of like dread and embarrassment and all that stuff for me because it was like it, 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 at that time, not now, not now. I don't. You, think, you you're know going I mean? to
0: feel embarrassed when you go through the process, right? But if you take the process mm-hmm. and you look, so this is why a lot of rehabilitation places don't ask me to ever speak anymore. Mm-hmm. so about three years ago they asked me to speak and there was about 500 people locked up rehabilitated yeah. the whole nine yards in this mm-hmm. room and I said guys listen everyone has a story right Right? but the bottom line is 99.9% of people don't give a fuck about your story my wife cares about my story my children will care about my story mm-hmm. one or two other people will care about my story in my lifetime no one else really gives, it's a fucking sound bite yep. it's just a sound bite mm-hmm. he can do it you can do it that's it right I said but well, you look around here and you see all these people working here, right? And I said you see all these other politicians, everyone here championing this and that. Mm-hmm. When they walk out of here, by the time they're to their car, you're forgotten. Uh-huh. You're forgotten.
1: No, I know that's legit.
0: You're their paycheck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't fucking talk to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Put it in your mind that you're a lion. Put it mm-hmm. in your mind, your mm-hmm. mental toughness, that you can't go down this journey with these people. Right. And that's where my mindset is like. My mindset is so up here Yeah. that like you strip me from everything, take all my money, take all
1: this away from me. Mm-hmm. I'd be a multimillionaire again inside of 12 months. <laughs> the reason it became really important to talk to you was this recent shift. I've loved all the other parts. It's fun, it's great, you make it, you know what I mean? You're funny, it, oh, yeah. it, you know what I mean? Everything is, a. you're, you're such a great soundbite. But this is the part where I'm like, I have to talk to him because it's like this sense of uh, it's time to change it's time for change it's time for change and, and, and the legitimacy of it talk to me about like for instance the change even within the building you're here you're not you are upstairs but technically you're building this new culture here we're building a full
0: training center over here we have, we we got another Ten thousand square feet. We're taking back here. We're doing the whole entire training center. It's going to be free for roofers, siders, and painters, and power washing. To come here and train, and learn their trade.
1: So, what's that going to be like? Like in terms of the way that you see this um, morphing, in terms of the way that you're. I mean, these. I see
0: it this way, right? I sold now. I'm, I'm one of the few people in the country. Right. Few people in the country. Mm-hmm. I say this to everyone: go find me someone that is sold in three different verticals to private equity. I've sold four companies now: three mm-hmm. digital marketing. Roofing HVAC. Most people don't sell to private equity three different verticals. They might have sold for more, but not, but three, not different
1: three different, different verticals. verticals.
0: Right. And I have another one now coming under LOI and a different vertical. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not about mm-hmm. that. It's about scaling systems processes. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks, Lance, you're a digital marketer. I am. I'm one of the best fucking digital marketers in the country. There's right. no doubt about that. I love digital marketing. Mm-hmm. I'll never do it again. Okay. I wouldn't have yeah. sold one SEO. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have sold one S. There's only so much money in digital marketing. And I'd say that to Mm -hmm. anyone. That's not being rude. It's always the digital marketing person's fault. It isn't that your CSR sucks. It isn't that your CRM sucks that you're not on Service Titan. I've yelled Service Titan to the fucking rooftop (laughs) for everyone. And when people walk through here and they're still not on Service Titan, I'm like, don't come here. I'm I'm ready to say to people. Don't come here if you're not on Service Titan. Like, you're not getting a better platform. So... Service Titan, I'm Correct. not repeating You're It's it, right? not. Like, so, like, you know, I just. Note to self, I just,
1: Service tight. I
0: have a passion that I want to see everyone win. Yeah. And I want to see, I I made multiple people multimillionaires now. Mm-hmm. Multiple people. Not one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. multiple, right? And they've also attributed to their success by being smart enough to partner with me, mm-hmm. understand, there's a process. So how it's going to look is this, is we're going to take companies and we're going to keep scaling them. I think we have 10 companies under LB cap. I think we have three more under LOI right now, correct, Sean? Right. We got back. a few more going through due diligence to get mm-hmm. to LOI. And we're going to build and make as many multimillionaires across this country as possible. Someone said to me, When does it end? I said, When I'm in a casket. I have no mm-hmm. desire to retire, I have no desire to slow down. If anything, I'm picking up speed.
1: So you spoke at revolt, it was revolt, right? A couple of weeks ago. Great guy, ago. Hunter
0: Bailo, great guy. Oh, you were brilliant. some
1: serious people, and I was gonna say, and they were with some serious you. So I'm gonna say a <laughs> that bunch was in Vegas.
0: I was with Brad Lee and right, Andy right. was What it. was yeah. that like for you? I'm good friends with Brad. We talk all the yep. time. Me and Andy get along good. Mm-hmm. Um listen, you know, once again, three people that are completely different, right? Yeah. They do sales coaching <laughs> and training. Mm-hmm. I do not, right? Mm-hmm. I'm more of a business guy that does business, right? Mm-hmm. Like, really, if you think about what does Lance Bachman do, he's a businessman. So he scales businesses yeah. and he grows businesses. Right. But I'm known for digital marketing, right? right? But there's more to it than just mm-hmm. that. There's I got a nine-play book, right? Accountability, mm-hmm. leadership, processes, mm-hmm. systems, communication, right? It's all part of advertising, yeah. right? Accounting. Right. So, you know, when you think about it, those guys are great guys. I mean, they have a great social media presence, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a very different model. You know, I own multiple companies. We're going to do over well over $100 million again this year between my companies. And we're going to continue to scale. I mean, um, do I think Bradley's a great guy? I think Bradley has a great social media presence, awesome yep. guy. I was on the phone with him two nights ago for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to have Andy Elliott and Brad come out here and train my salespeople. And, all my, and why not do a group mm-hmm. conference here where we get to bring roofers in, painters, mm-hmm. HVAC guys. Uh, anyone in the trades, truthfully, anyone that has a company and don't call themselves contractors, you walk through, you call yourself a contractor, going to ask you to leave. Okay. Right. I just think you're not a contractor. You're you're a company. Yeah. When we change when we change that mindset mm-hmm. right there, the rest becomes easier. Then I got you. So mm-hmm. they're gonna probably come out here and do a uh, conference training that will be my first one. I'm gonna make totally free for everyone, and they'll do it because they're good guys.
1: I noticed that there's a lot of freaking happy people before you walked in, mm-hmm. so it's no posturing, no. The culture that you've instilled
0: here. I Man, I didn't instill still the call culture. You you hire great people. They they, all, they instill it themselves. You right. hire great people. Mm-hmm. Listen, you listen, you're always gonna get a few turds in every organization, right? right. But when you're small, you're lean and mean like mm-hmm. we are. I mean, I think between all my companies we only have a few hundred employees mm-hmm. now, but at the core what you're seeing here that's around me day to day, I mean they know they're you know, I heard Sean interview a young kid that's starting with us and he said like there is no time clock. You come and go, but you got to get your job done. It's goal oriented. Everything is good. Same thing goal oriented. Right. Everything is goal oriented, yep. task oriented. We got to move the needle. We got to win. We got to get it done. And so it's just, but you know, we buy lunch every single day. You see the kitchen's fully stocked. Yep. You know,
1: happy people that are walking around. No airs, no pretensions. You know what I mean? It's just, it just an easy, but there's an energy. I said to Sean, there's a current that's going through here, that it feels like, like I said, it's it's not posturing or positioning. It's a current of energy that's going yeah, through here, which I think, is
2: great.
0: Man, I think you know? we're probably piggybacked off of the CJ. CJ okay. really taught me a lot about culture. Mm-hmm. She's the CEO of One SEO. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. You no, know, I was with at and T. I I mean, I, I want to win, right? Yeah, So clearly. I don't have to like you to be around you to win. Mm-hmm. Like I have a very, I almost have like the Bill Belichick model. Okay, right, right, like, right. I want the best people around me that want to win. If everyone does their job, mm-hmm. everyone just stays in their lane, we're going to win. Um, some people feel like they have to work with people they like. I don't, I have the pleasure of working with everyone I like right now. But I've well, worked with people I didn't like and right. you would never have known. I don't talk about politics and work. It's mm-hmm. unacceptable. Um, I think that helps. Uh, we don't talk about race, religion, gender, mm-hmm. any of those dumb things because, honestly, I don't give a shit. Right. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if you're gay, if you sleep with a guy on the moon. I don't care what color you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you tell me you worship a fucking dog. As long as you can move the needle and do your job and help us win and grow, you're going to be on my team. I want, Winning is so important to me. It's the first thing as long as it's ethical. Yep. Everything else matters after that.
2: Mm.
1: One more question Good. for this moment, which is we talked about your kids earlier. What is it that you would love to see in regards to your kids in terms of not just how they turn out, but like with the, the way they communicate, the way they express themselves, you know, what do you wish for for them?
0: <laughs> the only thing I wish for for my kids, yeah, and this is the only thing I, I mean, when I die, when I'm on my deathbed, right? if I get to ask all four of my mm-hmm. sons one thing, are you happy? I hope that answer is yes. Mm. Nothing else matters to me. Mm. Are you happy? So many people have all this shit and all these accolades and are not happy. And nobody ever asks, are they happy? Listen, when I die, my wife's going to say, I know what, I married my husband. I know what kind of man he was. He was a flawed man. He tried the best he could to be a better man every day. From, you know, but I made a lot of mistakes with my wife in the beginning. Very mm-hmm. terrible to my wife in the beginning when I first met her. You know, and. You know, so, like, I look at things differently. I don't think there's any perfect version. I think shit happens. I love my wife more than anything in the world. I'm fortunate mm. she stayed with me through the mud. I, guess I mean, she stayed great. with me through a lot where a lot of women would have fucking backed their shit and said, I'm out of <laughs> here. Um, so, I'm fortunate she stayed with me through the mud. Um, you know, but I think when you die, you know, and I always say to people, write your eulogy and see what they say. And my eulogy to my kids, my only question I've ever mm-hmm. ask my children, are you happy? I hope that answer is yes. And to my wife I died, I'd say, listen, I want you to be happy. Go find someone else and live your life. Mm. Like, don't, like, that, and I mean that because I love mm. her so much. Yep. I don't want, like, I am a very different opinion. I'm not that self-absorbed. I, I don't need my sons to be the president of the United States. I don't need them to be the next Lance Bachman. I don't mm-hmm. need them to be uh, just, dude, are you happy? Are you happy? Mm. What do you want to do in life? Add value and are you
1: happy? Oh, man. Add value on Great questions and great great answers. Lance Bachman, I am so damn glad that I had the pleasure to do this today. Folks, you just heard another episode of Your Message Received with Lance Bachman. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Honest to God. Thank you. Really well done. And folks, you've heard it. Another episode of Your Message Received. Keep listening, keep liking, keep sharing. You're finding us on YouTube. You're finding us on everywhere you get your podcasts. This is John Duffin, Duffin Media. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will Back with more. Have a great day, all. Bye. And now, making its way across the finish line, your message received has been a production of Duffin Media.